together growing in faith, changing communities. My dear brothers and sisters, I would like to remind you of a story that was one of Bishop Berry's favorite. He tells a story of a certain group or a certain tribe. And he says uh, when their young men were going through a rite of initiation, all the men in the neighborhood will take a young man and go up with him onto the mountain. And they will go to the mountain and they will blindfold a man and they will ask him to remain there on the mountain. Obviously, the young man will be there alone. And he will be told that we will leave you here on the mountain. And in order for you to prove that you are a man, you must not run down. Neither should you come down before the sunrise. And so a young man has to stay alone. And obviously in the darkness of the night, he will hear the screaming and the noises from different animals. And obviously one can anticipate the fear from the young man. But the young man will sit alone, not knowing what's going on, and whatever kind of sounds he hears, he doesn't know where does this come from. But in order for him to write, to go through this rite of passage, he has to sit alone right up till the morning. Yes, there have been young men who've gone through this, but nobody's allowed to tell him the experience. And so on this particular day, the young man said, alone and you heard the noises and the sounds and he was terrified but he said and he heard things that he thought there were snakes the rattling but he said the roaring that he thought of lions but he said right up till the morning when the sun rays came through whatever had been put on his eyes to blindfold him and he could see the sun rays and obviously he was relieved, but he had gone through so much fear. And as he tried to blindfold himself because the sun was coming right to his eyes, right in front of him was his father. We had sat throughout the night with a spear in his hand. The young man did not know that his father was there with him, protecting him and guiding him. And I would like to use the same story as an analogy that the Holy Spirit is that in our lives. There are moments when we do not feel the presence of God. The presence of the Holy Spirit. There are moments when we feel alone. There are moments when we feel that God has abandoned us. But I would like to remind you that the Holy Spirit does not always make the noise. Sometimes the Holy Spirit is so subtle and yet it is present. 
Sometimes the Holy Spirit is inside of us. And yet, we can ignore him. Sometimes the Holy Spirit becomes the voice that whispers certain truths in our lives. And yet, we do not listen to the prompting of the Holy Spirit. Today, I would like us to reflect on the Holy Spirit that renews the face of the earth. The Holy Spirit that brings us a new wardrobe, as it were. The Holy Spirit that guides us into all the truth and that leads us into our true selves. And if you go to our first reading, the Acts of the Apostles, chapter 2, verse 1 to 11, the opening lines are quite beautiful for me. When the day of Pentecost happened, the disciples were all together in one room. But if you go to the Gospel of John, John tells us that they were all together in one room because they were terrified. They were fearful of the Jews. Jesus has just been killed and they did not know what to do with their lives. And so I want to combine the two readings and I want to argue and say they are in a room because they are terrified. They are scared. They do not know what to do with their lives. And that could be a reality in us today. What is it that you, oh God, are inviting me to become? What is it that you, oh Lord, are leading this family to become? What are the challenges that you are posing on me? The first thing that speaks to me, unity. They are all united in their fears. There can be a tendency at times to want to suffer alone. They could have been terrified and they could have said, I'm going back. I'm going to live in my own little corner. I'm going to do this in my own little way. But they found something. Let us all get together. Let us all comfort one another. Let us all seat one another and try to make sense of what we are going through. Erasmus, one of the greatest historians of the church, spoke to Martin Luther when Martin Luther wanted to break away from the Catholic Church and eventually formed what we now know as a Lutheran church. He said to Martin Luther, Luther, I understand that there's something wrong with the church. I understand that you are upset with how certain things are being done, but breaking away from the church is not going to help neither the church know you. And so he argues and he says, Martin, what do you do with the plate that is dirty? Do you wash it or do you break it? And common sense says you wash it. 
Let's go to our own families. It is very easy as a family to have a fight. It is very easy as a family to have a breakthrough and breakaways. It is very easy as a family to say, I'm going to live in your own corner. I'm going to stay in my little corner. It is very easy to fight and to give up on each other. And Jesus invites us to say, if we believe in the Holy Spirit, one of the greatest things we need to be fighting for at all times is unity. Unity means you are different. I am different, but we have a common goal. I can easily be irritable. I can easily walk away. I can easily shut down. But blood is thicker than water. I often say to myself, I did not choose my parents. I did not choose my siblings. I did not choose my family. But God in his wisdom chose it for me. And God does not make a mistake. And so one of the first powerful principles that I'm learning here is to say, if my family is falling apart, let us bring it together. That's one basic principle. The second thing that I also find, which touches me in the first reading, it is people coming from all over Jerusalem and Judea. People who speak different languages. Possibly people of different cultures. People of different origins. But they've all come together and they've all come to worship, to celebrate. And I often say to myself, do not become a copycat of someone else. Be your own self. This is the month of June. It is the month of the Sacred Heart. It is the month of the young people and the youth. It is a month of accepting those who live with homosexuality. But it is a month of accepting people for who they are. It is not a month of tolerating. It is a month of allowing you and to celebrate you as a gift. I may not think like you. I may not behave like you. But I still need to respect you as a person made in an image and likeness of God. I may disagree with half the things you say. Mother Teresa teaches us this. Let us be friends. 
And if there is any disagreements among us, let us agree to disagree to protect our friendship. I will respect you. I'm asking you to respect me. I'm not imposing my idea on you. Neither do I expect you to pose your idea on me. Let me bring this closer home. In this parish, right now at this mess, how many languages do we have? It is a lie to presume English is the only language. It is a lie. And yet this mass is celebrated in English. There are many people in this mass who speak more than English. There are people who speak French in this mass. There are people who speak Swahili in this mass. There are people who speak Shona in this mass. There are people who speak Kosa in this mess. There are people who speak Sesotho in this mess. There are people who speak Bedi in this mess. And the list goes on and on. Celebrating Pentecost means I need to respect and celebrate people in their own different languages. That is faith in action. There are people of different origins in this mess. Not all of us are Durbanites. Some are from Gauteng. Some are from Pumalanga. Northwest. Cape Town. The list goes on. Not all of us are South Africans. There are people coming from different places. Angola, Nigeria, Zimbabwe, Burkina Faso, DRC. How are we celebrating as a church? It is one way to say we are celebrating Pentecost but we fail to live it out in our day-to-day life. And how do we come back together and celebrate? I remember when I was away, they will be speaking Italian, right, left, and center, and you will be walking through St. Peter's Square, and you hear someone speaking Isizulu, Without you knowing, you will stop and you will turn around and be like, that's my homie. I was in Jerusalem and we were busy learning and studying and there they sang Engelosi and I'm like, nobody knows how to sing Engelosi then back at home. And I go there and I'm looking at these parishioners. I don't know them. Where are they from? They're from Soweto. But they were singing and I knew these were my homies. What are we doing to celebrate those? One of our greatest value in playing our cards is diversity. 
And we say there is strength in diversity. That what we need to celebrate. We need to know each other. We need to learn about each other's cultures. And we need to say, let the best come out so that we can be truly Christian in our lives. And I think that's one of the biggest challenges that Pentecost is giving us. That we need to come back and say, we can still celebrate who we are and renew what God has given us. May the Virgin Mother of God continue to be with us, to protect, to bless, and to guide us. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.